I am Karin. And I'm Andrew. And we are the new botanist. Today, Andrew and I are talking about ferns. And um, I'm going to ask Andrew first to describe some of his favourite ferns um, and then we'll get into their care and what they like, what they don't like. Um, because actually I find they're quite difficult. <laughs> I've killed a few. Um, anyway, Andrew, let's talk about ferns. So there's over 10,500 species in the world. Um, the most common ones, which I really like, are the maidenhead ferns. So this is very delicate looking, uh, sort of a stereotypical fern. You can also have some rather large ferns, so the stag horn fern, which uh, has really long protrusions. It can grow up to a metre long, so it's very, very big. Or you could have something more like a Boston fern. Again, it's a very stereotypical fern. It's quite large. It's very tolerant of living in uh, our homes. And then you could have something slightly more unusual, um, which is the blue star fern. So it's sort of a bluish tinge. And it has two small protrusions with one long leaf sticking out in between these. So it's a very unusual shape. But ferns are very sort of primitive, ancient plants. So they evolved well before flowering plants over 360 million years ago. So they're very primitive, ancient plants. That's really cool. How do they reproduce then? And they actually have two genders. So most plants uh, have both their genders onto their flowers certain plants don't like apples so you need a male female and with holly and then you put them next to each other and then they produce fruit or berries whereas ferns are all male and all female so separate and they reproduce in a very complicated way um, so they have spores they don't have seeds um, they're just something about their ancientness that's not even a word is fascinating and it brings that sort of history into your house the male will have spores and you can tell if you've got a male fern is if you lift your frond up and if there's lots of orange bits on the bottom of the leaf that is a male and it's happily reproducing spores so some people are quite sensitive so if you have allergies this sort of plant's not really good idea to have necessarily and it will happen every year that's the breeding season and the spores drop out and then grow this sort of temporary organ which is on the ground. It's very small, green, called a thalamus. And the female part comes into it, drops near it, and then it relies on rain or moist environment, damp, what have you. It needs water. And then the male and female come together via this water and grow this organ. And then it grows from this organ, the actual fern. So it's very sort of bypasses uh, pollinating insects because they evolved well before them. The one fern that I've been relatively successful with is the maidenhair fern. And I bought it, it's quite sm it was quite small, and I put it in the kitchen and it seemed to be quite happy. And then lots of the leaves started to shrivel up. And I ended up just cutting most of them off and there were and then I spotted that there were some little growths uh, at the bottom so I thought oh, I, I won't chuck it away yet <laughs> even though I have got quite low tolerance for when my plants are starting to look really manky um, but um, I left it and then all of a sudden it just came back and it's huge now and it's absolutely beautiful and I've put mm. it in a different place and it's, it's in 
it's in a bedroom now. It's not super bright light and I try and keep it relatively moist, but it does seem to be very happy. It's quite close to some other plants. So it does seem to need a lot of humidity. Is that right? Mm, so there's so many different types of ferns. Uh, a lot of them are uh, deciduous. So that means uh, during the winter, they die back. So possibly you had a, a deciduous species. Um, so when you notice them dying back, you leave it a little bit and then almost like an outdoor plant, you cut it back and then little outgrowths, as you've seen, pop up. But the interesting thing about ferns is they don't have leaves, they have fronds. So these are really sort of delicate versions of leaves. They have the long spiraling um, leaf formation, which then sort of pops up and spirals out, opens up almost like a solar panel uh, on a spaceship. And uh, it opens up to these lots of little delicate leaves attached to this stem, so leaf-like things. So it's very delicate looking. And one of the sort of advantages of ferns is that they prefer shade. So they tend to grow below trees or on trees. So it's in the shade and they like some light moisture. So Boston fern likes a good spritz once in a while, adding water there. And things like staghorn fern, they don't really mind uh, moisture. So you can put them in a corner sort of in the semi-dark and leave it. And then it just sort of spirals out like a monster in the dark. <laughs> Maybe I need one of those. That sounds perfect for my house. They are huge. I've got one in my uh, downstairs bathroom and it's on the macring hanging planter and it's just spiraling out. There's long lines you can see on the fronds. It's very uh, beautiful. I've only ever seen them on those wall hanging things like a trophy mm. stag. <laughs> so that's what I very much associate them with. Mm. So I also had two blue ferns. And they did okay for a little while in the house, but then I clearly couldn't give it give them the right conditions. And they started looking a bit manky. And then I thought, oh, I'm not sure about this. I'll put them outside. Mm. So I actually put them outside and I put them in the soil outside thinking, oh, they're probably not going to survive. And they seem to be doing really well in, in there. So what's that all about? We put house plants to a very different standard to outdoor plants. So as you say about some plants get manky leaves, if they're deciduous, so if the plant dies back, essentially you've got a pot of soil in your house, you don't want that. Uh, whereas outside, you don't mind plants looking a bit tired, manky, dying back, you cut them a bit harsher. So we put sort of house plants on a very high pedestal and ferns, no, they don't always uh, get to that standard. Um, so especially for the one we, we're talking about, the blue star fern, it generally prefers to be outside, cold, uh, moist dark environment where uh, in our house we tend to like it warm and not so moist so some ferns really do just prefer a lot of neglect and shove them outside a bit of frost darkness could i dig it out in the spring put it in a pot and 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 it, it prettifies <laughs> my house and then as soon as it starts to look a bit manky i'll just pop it back out yeah, you, you, you could do that or you could divide them. So depending on how big the fern is, if it's a large one, you can cut small sections off, put them in a pot. Um, you could try that if you want. So how would I cut them? Where would I cut them? It has to be quite a big uh, fern for this to happen. You can get a trowel or a spade if it's a really big one and you go right into the centre, so move the fronds out of the way and there's usually a lot of small compact clumps of this growth and then you can cut one small bit off you have to go right the way through the the plant um it 
doesn't it well it causes a little harm of course but um it'll bounce back easily enough as long as you have a part of the root um if it doesn't have any root it's just um it hasn't worked um and then you put it in the pot and then you put it in your house if you wish or plant it somewhere else in the garden so they're, they're quite tolerant of that then ferns especially growing outside um the royal fern which is the outdoor fern it's huge is really tolerant really uh you could step on it and it will still grow. Uh, so maybe you could try the royal fern for division first and then move up to more delicate ferns as the one we're talking about. Uh, I guess we've already talked a little bit about their care and, and how much water they need and stuff like that. But what what are specific things that can go wrong with them? So you can put them in direct sunlight. Uh, they don't like that. They really just prefer partial shade. So this is in North Facing Window or in a room that's quite dark not too dark of course um overwatering can be quite a bad thing they like moist soil but when it becomes flooded or a bit too moist they start rotting um so do watch out for those all right that's the questions that i was going to ask you do you have anything else that you want to say about ferns buy them so if you want a really (laughs) so if you really want a tolerant hardy fern that's unusual because ferns have these fronds not these long leaf-like things go for the staghorn fern that's if you've got space it it does grow quite big Um, if you want more delicate things you also have an asparagus fern so these are actually put in terrariums they're really really small delicate things it's almost like a mist of green growing from the soil and these prefer moist environments or bathrooms ideally like the boston fern so if you want really delicate ferns, go for those. If you want really hardy things that you could step on, go for the staghorn fern. There's lots of things in between. There's 10,500 species out there. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you will join us again next time for more tips and tricks on how not to kill your plants. If you'd like us to cover a specific plant or have any other questions, you can get in touch via botanicaldoctor.co.uk.